Louise McSharry on 2FM. Now, though, it is Sunday morning. It is 10.31. That means it's time for us to talk about the best popular culture. Well, best... Maybe most interesting, because sometimes the stories are not good, per se, but the most interesting popular cultural stories of the week. And we are joined today by Jen Morris. Hello. Good morning. Jen Morris, content creator. Yes. Beauty guru. (laughs) Cop culture sage. How are you doing? All around her. Good, good. We're, I'm moving out my apartment today, so it's it's a busy day. So I'm starting it off well with a chat to you, Louise. So it's all good. Yeah, I have been watching your move on Instagram and feeling so sorry for you. <laughs> I never knew one person could accrue so much things, just how, how, random yeah. things. How long were you in the apartment? Just uh, three years. Three years. It's... Yeah, yeah. It'll literally be three years this week. So just I'm finding things in every nook and cranny. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of organizing to be done. I think you need the book we were talking about earlier, Stuff Happens, How to Get yes. to the Bottom of How You Acquire So Much Stuff. Okay, well, I'm glad that things are nearly there. Um, and yeah. we have got lots to talk about. So let's get on with it. Um, yeah. Let's start because there is one huge story that we are on the precipice of, or I suppose in the middle of, really. And that is what's going on with Megan and Harry. They are doing a huge interview or have recorded a huge interview with Oprah, which is going to be on TV tonight, I think, in the US and tomorrow night here in Ireland on RTE. Um, And it has caused a real kerfluffle, hasn't it, Jen? A real kerfluffle. And I'm absolutely living for it, if I'm honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what we've seen since... So the the interview just seemed to drop out of nowhere. Mm. Um, I don't think many people knew what was happening. And the palace... 100% 100% did not knew, know what was happening. And what we've seen in the week since it was launched and all these little clips are coming out is a lot of leaks coming from the palace all of a sudden and royal experts, you know, telling these tales about Meghan and what an awful person she is. And it just seems like this really, really targeted attack. Um, but I think people are very, very excited to see kind of behind the wall that Meghan and Harry have created. Mm. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see what they say. I think I'll be glued to Twitter tonight. Oh my God. To I see am, what's happening in the States. Like, honestly, I cannot wait. Because it does seem like, you know, they're really going to talk. Like, even mm-hmm. already we saw, and we talked about it last week on the show, Harry doing the James Corden thing. And he did kind of, you know, infer there that they had no choice but to to go and get away from um, I suppose the the situation that they were in when it came to the press but now I saw in one of the previews for this interview Megan basically says that they think that the palace or the firm as they call it is is involved in some of the things that they are up against yeah, so she said a lot has been lost because they are completely perpetrating mistruths against them. So I suppose the damage has really already been done in her eyes. Now, the the palace has been referred to as the firm before, but it's usually by people in the palace or, you know, in a joking manner. But at this time, it seems like Meghan is trying to take all humanity from the palace and make it seem like this cold cold place which it might well be mm. um something i found really really interesting these was um i was kind of looking around for different reactions and things like that and you know it seems that the uk media definitely has made their mind up about megan from yeah. very very early on um and a, a youtuber called joshua peters released a video yesterday and he filmed it on the 5th of march so friday mm. <laughs> 
get my dates right. And he interviewed some of the royal experts and said, look, we're going to be airing this show after the interview. Now, bear in mind, none of them have seen the interview. They've seen as many clips as we have. And they came out with things like, this is the best performance of her life as an actress. It wasn't a balanced interview. Oprah is a friend and gave it easy. All these random things. And then obviously they fed them with, oh, and what did you think about her talking about Bellum Donkey Santry? And they're like, well, I suppose that's one redeeming quality. But it seems like no matter what she does, the UK media are going to absolutely blame her for it. Whereas when you look at previous interviews with Harry or see Harry talking about the press, Harry has no girl for the press either. No, absolutely not. And it seems like he was very much in the driver's seat when it came to them moving from what Mm. we've seen. I mean, and look, we are only ever going to have one or two percent of the story, you know, and maybe we might get a couple of extra percents via this interview. But like, you know, I I have heard it talked about. I've read it being talked about so much. There's definitely kind of a a race and a class thing going on here. Mm. And um, it's just very unfortunate to see that the I, I saw Lily Allen actually posted on her uh, Instagram stories this morning that the Daily Mail have 18 stories about Megan on their website at the moment. 18! Well, well, you see that. I don't know if you've seen this online before, but some people have actually compared articles that are written about the same subject matter and they'll take Kate Middleton versus Meghan Markle. And just say, for instance, the one that just springs to mind at the moment is when Kate was pregnant, a lot of pictures of her holding her bump or cradling her bump. They were saying, lovingly cradles her bump and like is ready for motherhood and all this. Whereas the Meghan Markle articles were more along the lines of, we get it, you're pregnant, like get over What's it. What's wrong with you? What's wrong? <laughs> Why can't you stop touching your stomach? It is so So it's sick. just bizarre. I, I think there will be a very strong reaction. Even though, I, like obviously none of us have really seen the interview and they've probably, you know, there is, they have given some fairly salacious clips like of, you know, even Harry, Harry speaking about Diana and saying like, I can't imagine her going through this alone and I'm so glad I get to do this with my wife and we're mm. together in this, you know, so... I think that a lot will be revealed, but as you said, we won't even scratch the surface. This will be a very controlled interview. I'm sure all the questions were pre-screened. Yeah. You know. But like the uh, thing is, like even that, why is that salacious? (laughs) Like that just seems totally reasonable to me. Like it's this weird thing that they that the kind of British people have with the royal family, Mm -hmm. like. You know, all they're doing is showing a little bit of humanity and talking about the situation like normal human beings, but that's not acceptable. Anyway, look, we could talk about this all day long, (laughs) um, but let's move on because Tadpole Girl has new frog spawn. I am so excited about this. When I saw this story, I was so excited. (laughs) This was like my life in the first lockdown. Uh It was just every single day I was refreshing TikTok, waiting. So Hannah McSorley... She is based in Tyrone. She is 18 now, I believe. She was 17 last year when she did this. But she found some drying out frog spawn. And she thought it would be a really good project for her, herself and her brother to see the frogs grow. Now, she said she gave a generous estimate. And last year when she was doing it, she said there was 37,000 frogs, okay. which would be approximately three frogs for every person in Tyrone. Um, So there wasn't that many. But... We got a full saga. We got to elect a president at one point. Um, we lost three frogs along the way, which was very, very sad. But she posted on TikTok the other day and like all her social medias basically saying, I'm back. It's, ta- it's time, tadpole season two. 
and the internet has gone wild. Like, we're all so excited. Tadpole season two is hilarious. Well, it's so entertaining. I've said it before. It's not for me. Um, I, I'm not a frog fan. Um, but I'm happy for everyone else. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. Enjoy. It's just really, it's really fascinating. And then my favourite, I have is to put though? this in. It so is. My favourite, favourite, favourite comment from last year. Because she's just a very humorous person as yeah. well. I could see her on TV or something. But... Um, one of the frogs last year was called Nugget, and um, she one of the one of the people following the saga, um, said, you know, how do you know that his name is Nugget? And she responded, a mother always knows, <laughs> and it was my favorite thing to ever happen. Fair play to in her. My life. I'm very happy for her success. I'm delighted she got a season two, and um, and more power to her. Yeah. Okay, quickly before we take a break, BBC Three is coming back on TV, which I suppose is a big deal for us because we couldn't access BBC Three when it was only online. Yeah, it was a nightmare. So BBC Three like was ba- was mainly geared towards the younger audience. So we saw things like Normal People was on BBC Three. We've RuPaul's Drag Race was on BBC Three. Um, there's lots of really good like younger people shows, I suppose, on BBC Three. Um, and they're coming back onto mainstream TV. They went and moved completely online and they're coming back onto a TV channel. Now, the only thing I would say to this, the reason they moved online first is because they saw a lack of younger audiences getting into scheduled TV, Mm. which is still the case. So it'll be interesting to see if they last as long as they want to. Um, even if the entertainment is there, I think people still want that streaming service. But it's still going to be online because everything that's on the BBC is on the B- on the BBC iPlayer. It's just we can't access that. Like I us, know. As Irish people. Um, so rude. It's my one wish in life. And yes, I know there are ways and means, but I just want to be able to access it in a <laughs> correct and legitimate fashion. Yes. Um, okay, well, we've got lots more to talk about. Love Island is coming back. Dolly Parton got her vaccine and received it in just the most joyful way. And uh, we've got lots more to talk about as well. And I also am going to play you my track of the week after this, which comes from Alva Reddy and Sacred Animals. It's called City Unfolds. It's low-key and it's gorgeous. So stick around. I'll talk to you in a second, Jen. Louise McSherry on 2FM. Love that, Alva Reddy and Sacred Animals. That is City Unfolds on 2FM. I'm joined by Jen Mars. Hello, Jen. Hello. You can find Jen creating beauty content galore on her Instagram page. But today we are talking about pop culture and the stories of the week. And of course, it was a delight to hear this. Hey, it's me. I'm finally going to get my vaccine. I'm so excited. I've been waiting a while. I'm old enough to get it and I'm smart enough to get it. And I wanted to tell everybody, I think you should get out there and do it too. I even changed one of my songs to fit the occasion. It goes, vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead, then that's a bit too late. (laughs) I know I'm trying to be funny now, but I'm dead serious about the vaccine. I love her so much. (laughs) I love her. She's just great. Like, and she was so entertaining throughout the whole thing. Even getting the injection, she was like cracking jokes with the doctor and everything. She's the best. Um, But I just, you know what? I love Adali this year. She's really like spoken out about a lot of things that maybe some of her like fans would not be a fan of you know I saw a lot of backlash under her post but like 
She doesn't care. <laughs> no, she doesn't care. And that's why she's amazing. Because yeah. she's never cared. You know, like she's always done her own thing. And as she says herself, you know, she modeled her look on what her mother called the town trash. You know, the woman yeah. in their community who wore red lipstick and had long nails. And um, she is just a joy. I've loved Dolly for my entire life. Um, ever since she had the Dolly Parton show, I used to stay in my granny's house and watch it on TV. She is a queen. But you're oh. right. She just is not afraid to speak out. And what's great about Dolly is that she obviously got the Moderna vaccine because that's the one that she part funded, which in itself mm -hmm. is incredible. But she is the right age and the right demographic to really get people mobilized in terms of taking yeah, the vaccine. 100%. Yeah, I think it was so funny that she had to wait as well. Yeah. But she was like, I'm going to wait my turn, even though she funded it. Like, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not surprised though she just does the right thing she's perfect she's perfect Dolly Parton is perfect yeah. um, and I'm so happy uh, that she is going to be safe from COVID uh, almost as happy as I am about my own grandparents <laughs> okay yeah. alright let's talk about Dan Reynolds who people may know as the lead singer of Imagine Dragons what's going on there? so he has donated his house um, to an LGBTQ charity. Um, he bought his childhood home from his parents and has donated it to a charity. And it'll be used for services around LGBTQ youth and family kind of services as well. Uh, specifically around youths coming from homes of faith. Mm. Um, which I suppose is quite difficult. You see in the States, a lot of states still have conversion therapy happening quite regularly. Mm. Um, another person who did it as well was Apple CEO Tim Cook. Mm. So the charity itself is called Encircle. Mm. Um, and yeah, they donate homes to it so to make centres in areas where there's LGBTQ youth at risk. Wow, that's amazing. And, and how nice to think, you know, I love particularly like the narrative of the fact that it was his childhood home. And so, mm -hmm. you know, it really re reflects well the fact that a lot of people don't feel safe in their childhood homes. Yeah, and I thought it was very, very interesting as well. And um, there was a stat in the article that I read about it that said that, you know, obviously there is conversion therapy happening in the States um, and 34 states still have it legal. And 58% 50, of the LGBTQ community live in those states mm. it's like like the majority of people live in those states and it's just terrifying that you know it's 2021 and people still have to be scared yeah. to be them their authentic selves yeah. with their yeah. family who are meant to just support you you know and yeah. um, so this charity seems to be really really good because it's helping people build those bridges as well I suppose if there is a broken home or maybe a parent who's very religious who doesn't you know this is a, a big kind of challenge to their faith mm. you know it's helping them come around and realize that it's still your child nothing has actually changed you know yeah. um so i feel like it's a really really positive thing it's actually amazing yeah let's talk now about on a completely different talk let's talk about taylor swift and netflix um because they have annoyed her <laughs> Yeah, so it's the same old tack again, really. Taylor Swift is really annoyed at the Netflix, Netflix show Ginny and Georgia. They made a, as she says, a deeply sexist joke about her dating history. Um, the joke is basically, you go through more men, you go through men faster than Taylor Swift, okay? Mm. So, like, it's been long spoken about and joked about, and I'm sure Taylor finds it very, very irritating that her date her li dating life is fodder for mm people but I saw something really interesting the other day and I never ever ever thought of it this way so she often brings up the example but Ed Sheeran writes about his girlfriends um 
all these male artists write about their girlfriends. But I couldn't name a single one of Ed Sheeran's girlfriends. Mm. Whereas, like, the reason people are so fascinated by Taylor and Taylor's dating history is because they can say, oh, my God, that song's about Harry Styles or that song is about Joe Jonas or this mm. song is about so-and-so. So the fascination is more about the fact that these are celebrities that she's dating. Mm. Like, I don't think it's as rooted in this deep kind of sexism as it seems to be. I don't know. Like, I think you're right. I think the fact that they're famous people is part of it. But I think her point is that, like, she... And, and I think one of the reasons she was so annoyed and she said in her tweet, like, Netflix, this isn't a good look for you after Miss Americana. Because she did mm. a documentary with Netflix where she addressed all of this within the documentary. So that doesn't look good for Netflix. No, it doesn't. But aside from that, I think you're right. I think there is a level of interest that comes with the fact that she dated famous guys. But it's also been mm. a very long time since she wrote those kind of songs. And she's been mm. in a relationship for years and her previous relationship was for a couple of years. And I think her point is that, like, yes, as a woman in my late teens and early 20s, I did date lots of different guys. And mm. that's totally normal. Why do I have to hear about it now that I'm, you know, whatever, six or seven years on? And, you know, it, it just, it ke- I think I, I think I get it. Because at first I was like, ah, is she making a big deal out of it? But then I was like, no, if people kept making the same joke. Yeah. That was, first of all, kind of silly in the first place. Because I didn't do anything that every other woman my age wasn't doing. I just wrote songs about it. And that's mm-hmm. the difference. And then to be years down the line and be like, are you joking me? The Netflix that I made or the network that I made this documentary with is still, you, you know, including a joke like this, which is so just old and hackneyed and boring. Like, I get it. I get being frustrated, mm-hmm. I have to say. Yeah, I do get why she's frustrated, but I, I kind of feel like that joke is nearly part of the zeitgeist now. Like, it's yeah. just out there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, like, I know that's really, really tough, but I don't know. I just, when I saw that take on it, that it was because the celebrities that she were dating, she was dating celebrities, a celebrity dating a celebrity. It's like Beyonce with Lemonade. People were like, oh my God, Jay-Z did this, that and the third. And, you know, all these things are still spoken about. I think it's just people's fascination with celebrity. And unfortunately, she's kind of at the bottom of it. Now, do I think it would be massively irritating? Like, I've definitely seen instances where it was taken way too far with her like I don't know did you ever see the case she was on a red carpet and someone said I think you'll be walking away with more than trophies like maybe a lot of men tonight and she was like I would be walking home with no men like you know and like I suppose like that person probably wanted to crawl into a hole and die but like at the same token sometimes it's taken too far but I think things like this maybe it was a bit of an overreaction in my opinion well, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I just, maybe she didn't want to, I don't know. She, she definitely started that conversation again and whether, mm-hmm. whether that was a good idea, sure, who knows. Okay, before I let you go, talk to me about the uh, RT Choice Music Prize, which was awarded this week in a, in a different fashion. Um, but of course, we had a brilliant winner. A brilliant winner. I feel like Denise Chyla has had a different 2020 to everyone else. Um, it is really, really her time. She is blowing up so Denise Childish she's a Zambian Irish hip-hop star um and she's kind of she has a really unique style it's almost like that rap thing that Beyonce used to do mm. um it's really her rhymes are very intense but so softly delivered it's like she's incredible and she won her album Go Bravely was re- revealed as the winner um 
in the show that was actually done online so it was taken online rather than being live yeah um but i'm absolutely delighted for her. i literally the soundtrack of my move has been on show mm-hmm. it's just such an amazing amazing track and i'm absolutely delighted for her yeah um but she bet out some like big big names in the irish industry pillow queens roisin murphy fontaine's dc um and she won a check for 10 grand so i think it's well deserved and i think she's definitely going to put that money to good work because already she's creating incredible incredible music and visuals and everything so i'm absolutely delighted for her yeah i think i think it was a really a really tricky list to choose from because there's Mm -hmm. so many brilliant albums were released last year but um but you know the ten thousand euro that the acts who win the rt choice music prize win is really important because you know funding music production in ireland is not easy and we lose acts Mm -hmm. and artists all the time uh, for financial reasons in this country so i am i'm absolutely delighted for her Mm -hmm. and um, can't wait to see what's coming from her oh so excited well thank you so much jen tell me after after the move what are you going to do are you going to get a takeaway are you going to how are you going to treat yourself (sighs) i don't know probably a takeaway i mean like realistically um but i don't know where I have some time. Oh, a deer just went past my window there. A deer just <laughs> swam past. Um, sorry. I live right... I live... My, my apartment is right near the Phoenix Park. So currently there's at least eight baby deers just frolicking, oh, which is great. Delightful. Saying goodbye to me. I was just going to um, say... They came but to yeah, say goodbye. So a lot of unpacking to be done, a lot of tunes to be listened to. So Very I'll good. be building up the playlist. Well, you can keep listening. Chris and Kira are on the way next, and uh, they will be telling you all about Kira's driving, among other tunes. And I, for one, am dying to hear how she's getting on. Um, Jen Morris, thank you so much. Where can people find you? So you can find me at jen.morris on Instagram. Thanks, Fab. For me. Thanks so much, Jen. Have a great day. Louise McSherry on 2FM.